uh, to have his way tonight. Let's pray and believe that the word of the Lord will speak to us. Mighty God, we give you glory and honor, and we pray, believing that you will speak now through your word to every life that receives this message. Let them hear what they need to hear, and then have faith to apply the word and allow fruit uh, to be evident in our lives from the word that we receive. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for your hand upon your people. We believe and pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And God is good to us. Looking at Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, very popular uh, verse and a couple of verses here uh, from the New Testament. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, Philippians 4 and 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I really uh, know that uh, this, this promise, if you want to call it a prescription, is so important in the life of every believer. Grab a hold of it and apply it, and it produces the peace of God in your life. I was drawn to verse number 7, that phrase, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds. God's peace surpasses the peace that the world may attempt to give us. It's better. It's greater. It exceeds any other type of peace. We need and want the peace of God. And uh, in thinking about this, I actually was reminded of something that has occurred to me from time to time. I find it a little bit humorous. In fact, I remember in a marketing or sales and marketing class many years ago when something was presented, and it, it, even then it caught my attention, and they were describing how a product or a, how a service of some sort could provide peace of mind. And so aware that this quality is desperately needed and wanted by people everywhere. That even in the sales and marketing, the advertising environment, they will use that phrase. In fact, recently heard an advertisement and it caught my attention again. And I, I really had to pause and say, my goodness, you mean that product in particular can bring me peace of mind. Well, you almost want, well, let's just go buy cases of it and start giving those things out. And, and I understand that uh, what they're trying to accomplish, but we also recognize we don't need the peace that comes in a package uh, because you've purchased a particular um, item. Obviously, that type of peace is, is well below what we really need. We want the peace of God that exceeds, surpasses, is better, far better than that type of peace. 
And of course, he wants us to live and have peace. Peace in Christ, peace through Christ, peace from Christ. In fact, in John chapter 14, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. One translation says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus offering and letting his disciples know, not just in that day, but through the ages and into our own day, my desire is to give you peace. And not an inferior version of peace that the world could somehow provide or some version of peace that is so passing and fleeting. I want you to have peace of mind, peace of heart, so that you move through life not troubled or afraid. Obviously, honoring and fulfilling the will and the purpose of God. Those early believers, those disciples that were listening to Jesus make this promise. Uh, he was very aware of what they would face. They didn't even realize what was coming, but they were going to face trouble, persecution, significant trial, hurt and disappointment. And he was offering them, making sure that they understood that they could have peace even through those type of circumstances. And, and of course, it extends to us. And I do feel so strongly, and I'm sure uh, that this uh, impacted my thoughts this week as we began to focus on the word for tonight. There's just too many Christians that seem to be operating without peace. You can tell. And it's so visible. And it's also visible when you encounter a believer who even in adverse and difficult circumstances and deep hurt and disappointment seems to be functioning fully with the peace of Christ, coming from Christ, coming in Christ, coming through Christ, and filling our hearts and our lives so that we can over overcome and, and experience God's blessing and know him, and know him in the midst of our trials. Peace of God. Let it come to our hearts and lives. It surpasses. It exceeds. It's beyond anything the world might uh, try to manufacture or in some way offer to you. You can have this incredible peace in Christ. Amen. And he wants us to have it. He wants us uh, to recognize its value beyond what people have turned to, to somehow find peace and some degree of, of rest for their heart and their mind. Uh, anything that you might think of, alcoholism and drug abuse and, and immoral relationships and, and all kinds of things that I just want my, my heart to be able to settle my mind, to be at peace, and it's so fleeting. And yet I've encountered believers in desperate circumstances, uh, 
I remember meeting with someone not too long ago, and, and I remember thinking after that encounter, there was such peace that was reflected in their demeanor, in their situation, the way they were handling themselves. I didn't think it was fake. I thought it was a genuine reflection of their relationship with God. Now, I was obviously encouraged by it and, and was grateful to see it. And we encounter both spectrums. We find some that are desperate for peace. And, and then we also see those that have learned, I have it because I have Jesus Christ. And he is working in my heart and in my life. I believe Jesus uh, wanted his disciples and wants us to walk in strong and firm knowledge of certain things that will help us to possess the peace that we need. First of all, we should know and believe that we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that can be a true and genuine relationship, communion and fellowship. And when he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, that should speak to us and, and begin to produce in us a desire that says, I, I want that relationship. I want it to be healthy because I want peace. And something happens when you know you're walking with Jesus. Amen. When you are secure not in your own righteousness, not in your own goodness, your performance, but you simply know, I woke up this morning with my mind on Jesus. I've spoken with him and we've communed throughout the day and I hear and feel the, the prompting of his spirit and I see his word giving me further understanding of his will and I just know that I'm walking with the Lord. Amen. It's so simple, but I, I promise you, I hope that you have recognized and, and now have strategically identified how to keep the freshness and the continuity uh, in your relationship with God. When we uh, drift from the Word and drift from prayer, uh, obviously it weakens our relationship with the Lord and it truly robs us of peace. Amen. We've heard it referenced recently that isolation even from the body of Christ, uh, that robs us uh, of, of many things. But one of the things that it robs us of is peace. And I encourage you, even if you're not in a situation right now where you can be physically in this building, I encourage you make a point of connecting with your church family. You pick up the phone and call and reach out to a sister or a brother and say, hey, I was just thinking about you, but honestly, more than just thinking about you, I have to tell you, I'm thinking about me. I need to be connected to the body, my brothers and my sisters. When we drift in those key areas, uh, when we're not really fervent in, in our faith and, and honoring God's word and just spending time with him, Quality even over quantity, not just checking our list and saying, okay, I prayed, I read my Bible, move on. No, I have to know that I have a relationship 
with the Lord. I'm walking with him. I'm looking to his word. I'm hearing from him every day. The apostle said, I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. You remember the, the old hymn and the reference to fellowship divine. That produces peace in our heart. We have to know the Lord. We have to walk with him. And we will experience peace as a result of walking with him every day. Number two, beyond knowing him, we have to know and believe that he hears and answers our prayers. That he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Uh, that furthermore, he can, he has the power to supply all our need according to his riches and glory. So when we pray and we bring needs to the Lord and when we pray fervently for our community or, or for the world, for the nation, for souls, for the power of God to transform lives, uh, there is something that is produced when, when we really believe the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You should have confidence and, and we should boldly come before the throne of God and, and, and reach and obtain help in time of need. But we can't pray just, just wishing and hoping. We must pray in faith. And we must believe, and there's a peace that comes from, from being able to say, I, I've taken that to the Lord, and I've interceded, I, I've opened up my heart and just cried out before him, and you can say it. He's never failed me. He's never failed to answer. He's never failed to provide. I may have a desperate need today, but I don't have panic, I have peace. Because just a little talk with Jesus, I've brought it to the Lord. I've brought it to him in prayer. I have learned that he will answer, that he will provide, that he will honor my faith. He doesn't always give me what I want, but he always has given me what I need. He doesn't always do it in my timing, but he has always provided right on time. So I must know the Lord, and I must know and have confidence he's answering. He's working all things out for my good. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Next, we must believe and have confidence that even our problems, our trials, our difficulties, God will use them. Uh, to mature us, to produce his will in our lives, uh, to cause his purpose to be advanced. We can have peace even in the most difficult circumstances when we really know and believe that, you know, God has always taken even the difficult, the negative, the, 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 the troubling experiences and he's allowed them to be used for my good. That produces peace. A peace that's well beyond, far exceeds what I might obtain in the world. In Romans chapter 5, it says, Therefore, we have 
peace with God, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. James writes, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And then another verse from Romans that we quote often, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. What a peace settles in our heart and in our lives, in our mind, when we even believe that the most difficult and adverse of circumstances will not stop God from advancing his purpose in our lives. In fact, he very well uh, will use these things to continue to shape and mold our character and even to produce outcomes that match his will and his purpose. This is not the time and difficult seasons and adverse conditions are not the time to let the enemy convince you that God doesn't love you. Amen. You talk about a, a vacuum that just pulls peace away from your soul and your heart. When you literally begin to dwell on a thought like that, well, just see, God doesn't love me. I've made too many mistakes. I, I've had such a tough time, and I, I knew that some of those choices were not good choices, and now look at how everything is blown up in my life. I knew it. I, I realized what they said about me as as I was enduring those things, uh, I was a loser. I was uh, nothing good would ever come. You start nurturing those kind of thoughts, and the peace is going to evacuate your heart so quickly, and you'll be troubled. And then you start turning to things that, in no way, can produce. It would be an inferior peace, if at all, when you start turning to those. Uh, things that are so present in the world that people seek after in order to somehow find peace. But you have to believe. You have to know nothing can separate me from the love of God. You have to believe that you are called according to his purpose. You know in your heart that you love him. Choices maybe that you would rethink but you still love the Lord and you've come to him and asked for mercy and forgiveness and you know he's renewed your heart and renewed your soul. So don't let the enemy lie to you. Always walk in confidence. I know the Lord loves me. I know he'll make a way for me. I know that even when things are happening that, that seem so overwhelming, God is still in control and he can take these things and turn them for my good. Amen. Believe that and walk in that confidence. Praise God. And then finally, I believe we will have peace as long as we believe that what God has promised, that he will reward our faithfulness that he will reward our labor, that what we do for Christ is not in vain. Expanding and extending 
your life on behalf of the gospel and the purpose of God and sacrifice, submitting to God's will and his way, but doing it knowing that uh, if, I, if, if I'll just be not weary in well-doing, if I'll just refuse to faint, I will reap. God will reward. God will provide. 1 Corinthians says, So then, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and steady. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord, since you know that nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. Wow, what a great uh, thing to believe and, and a great understanding to settle in your heart and say nothing that I do for God in service to him for the kingdom of God. Nothing will ever be useless because God will honor my faith and he will reward my faith. Amen, amen, amen. And so we walk in peace, trusting God. Certainly there are times, and we see it in Scripture. I know Job expressed certain things, and even David expressed certain things along these lines, that, that it seemed the wicked were prospering. It seemed that, that things were just out of control. And, and those that served the Lord and were, were seeking a righteous path, they were suffering. And, and, and seemingly those that were wicked were, were advancing. We have moments like that. And you talk about peace, uh, feeling like it's escaping our heart because we wonder, what's the use? That's when you have to remind yourself, oh no, God has made some promises. Amen. We shall wear a crown. Amen. Amen. We will be victorious. We will be able to look back and say, wow, it was worth it all. It was worth it all. God proves his faithfulness over and over. The psalmist writes, mark the perfect man and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed. Together the end of the wicked shall be cut off. When we know the word of God is true, when we know his promises will come to pass, we can serve, we can sacrifice, we can submit to the will of God. We can even, as the apostle said, be spent for the kingdom of God, but with hope, confidence, and peace. God's going to honor his word, and he's going to keep his promises. We must know him. We must know that he answers our prayer and will answer. We must know and believe that all things will work together for our good. And we must know and trust that God rewards faithfulness. When we allow that knowledge to fill our hearts and our minds, when we allow the Spirit of God to renew us over and over and over, we can walk in peace. Peace that comes from Christ. Amen. Peace that is in Christ. Peace that is through Christ. And even his example obviously 
having to endure things that would never have been the choice, but yet trusting God, trusting that God's purpose would produce the best and the right outcome. I would say and caution you as we close that one of the challenges we have is, is we walk in peace and then we begin to struggle with aspects of God's will and God's way and, and then we start substituting our own thoughts and our own way and we reject a true submission to God. At times we struggle that way. Our flesh just struggles because there's a way that seems right uh, in our own eyes, a way that seems right unto man, but it is a, a way that leads to death. And I would caution you and, and remind you that there's no way to have peace when you're rejecting or are refusing to walk in God's way. Uh, that's, just, that's just not going to work. You won't have peace, especially this peace of God that exceeds, that is so much better and surpasses anything the world could provide. So then catch uh, and check your attitude towards the word of God and, and ask God to give you wisdom and understanding and guard your heart and your mind and then follow the prescription that we began with from Philippians. When you have Jesus Christ, you can have great peace. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we could understand. His peace will guard your heart, your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You just operate knowing the Lord and allowing him to lead you and guide you. And you just, you just call upon him. You pray. You say, God, this is what I need. And I, I trust you. Tell him. Thank him. Believe him. Walk in peace. Amen. A peace that exceeds anything that the world could provide. Let's ask God to help us. Mighty God, thank you for your word, your promises, for your hand upon this people. I pray in the name of Jesus that every life that is reaching to you right now would be renewed in understanding and that understanding and knowledge of your word and your way would produce great peace in their hearts and in their lives. As we follow you faithfully, we do so living and walking with a peace that exceeds anything the world could provide. Almighty oh, God, in sickness, we have peace. In trials and adversity, we have peace. In looking to the future with hope, and yet there's some uncertainty, we still have peace because we trust you. We believe you. We have confidence in your word and in your promises. I pray a blessing upon every family, every life, every individual. I pray that someone today would have victory and deliverance over seeking peace from inferior things and now making up their mind by the power of the Holy Ghost, I will not settle for anything less than the peace 
that comes from God in Christ, through Christ, from Christ. Oh, let it be so in Jesus' name. Lord, I give you glory. I give you honor. I praise you in advance for meeting the needs of your people. And I thank you for the peace that you give us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And to God be all the glory. Thank you again for being part of Wednesday Night Word. And take some more time in the Word and prayer. Let God speak to you. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name.